What is going on, Raiders? Nerds? Back in for another episode of Foot Live, and today we have the COVID nineteen version of Foot Live, aka there's just no sports on it. We have no clue what we're doing, and I guess the only thing left to do is play FIFA and talk about FIFA. So hopefully the podcast does provide a nice little break, uh, about an hour break of whatever's going on outside. And with you staying inside, you can listen to it, enjoy it, and ask questions. Um, but yeah, today we we'll, guess we'll start right there. We kind of already started talking before, which is why we hopped right in here. Um, but yeah, with coronavirus i said COVID 19 to sound like i knew what i was talking about but it's coronavirus um with that the games have stopped so content <laughs> could stop so what we, what we were just discussing is what will happen with team of the season and then just in general if the league stop now so felix do you want to just pick up right where you were where you left off kind of your thought um, on what could happen if the could the leagues pick back up or are they canceled for good yeah well um i've heard they were thinking about postponing the euros to next year right and i think they should do that and then whenever hopefully as soon as possible whenever the cancellation period ends just continue the seasons um we were talking about this like there's a problem with contracts because what happens to players when their contracts run out this summer um most of the contracts i believe are valid until 30th of june at least um in the bundesliga i think that is the case um 30th of june that's about six or seven weeks after the normal season would end so if we have a six or seven week cancellation period we would still be fine if we kind of get the schedule in the problem comes with the champions league because we we would probably have to um have a lot of games midweek and go like two games a week weekend wednesday weekend wednesday that sort of rhythm that would be a possibility to at least get it done in time but it would it would be very strenuous on the players bodies and the mental aspect of the game so whatever happens it's gonna be tough like maybe they they could make um special rules kind of thingy to have the contracts be valid until a later date uh maybe that could work but that's a lot of paperwork to do as well so that that's not going to happen quickly i don't think it's a problem man um i just hope they won't cancel the seasons because that would kind of suck in it yeah definitely would suck the only thing i would say with the contracts even if like so like in the situation you said we this is a six-week break they come back they have exactly enough time the only thing is that a lot of players have it built into their recovery process the time from when the season stops to to when um the next basically season begins so if you if you were to theoretically run to june 30 they'd only be a few weeks before the season starts again in what late august so you'd only really have July and partially of August to have, and then preseason obviously you have your preseason workouts and stuff like that. So they would they would go and they basically have to cancel preseason, um, or or shorten preseason right before the season just to give the players those months of rest mm. that oh, they no, would they normally also, be accustomed to. They can also uh, delay the start of the season as well to an another. Yeah, but maybe not by as much. Maybe not by as much as is delayed now, but I thought of that as well. Yeah, I guess maybe they could do a shortened off season, but del- just delay the beginning of the season as well. So you have like a so shortened off season, shortened training camp. So you at least have a training camp, but it's a little shortened. Off season's a little shortened, but you delay the beginning of the season so you can get a little bit of time in. So I'm just thinking of like new signings and stuff like that would need to get accustomed to their new teams as well. I think the most important competition in in all the football associations is probably the the league right um they've got the cup competitions as well but the league is where the main focus is mm-hmm. so what do you think about cancelling the cup competitions to have more time to get the league games in maybe do an extra midweek game every mm-hmm. now and then yeah, yeah so basically cancel because the fa cup obviously well i mean they're already down to such little teams anyways that it probably wouldn't be too bad to just cancel them or something like that because yeah i don't know the prestige of winning i guess it would stink if there's i don't know who's left in like the fa cup for example but there's a small team left that would stink for them, but that's about it. And the one thing that concerns me is, but the only reason I think the canceling the league's bad, obviously the Liverpool jokes would be hilarious, but like it's really the promotion relegation that would really take, I think the biggest impact, which is why I'm on the side of if you cancel it, you kind of have to go with where the placements are right now, because if you cancel and then don't give anything like take a team, I don't know, this is a team in the championship that bought a ton of players this year and put like themselves on financial strain, but are, have actually proved themselves in like in top three or whatever to get promoted. Top, I'll say top two, because that's guaranteed promotion. And they got themselves a top two, and then all of a sudden it gets canceled, and they're like, well, oh, and you're in the championship again. That's a huge financial hit to that team. Yeah, that's right. They, they've, they've basically bet on themselves and won, but then the league getting canceled kind of screwed them over. The, the thing is as well, like you're mentioning the Liverpool jokes, if they get awarded the title still, there's nobody's going to take that seriously. Everyone's going to be taking the piss like he didn't even finish the season. Even though well, I Twitter think that is idiotic. Going to win, yeah. 
They're 25 points ahead with nine games to go. Like, come on, man. As no if they're one, not going to no win this. Close. No one's going to come close. So. Yeah, no, they, they've won this by country mile. Yeah, but it would be funny if they just don't get to win it. Well, for the Liverpool haters, it would be. Yeah. For, yeah. for the Liverpool fans, it would be absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But again, they'd still. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But basically, the reason why we want to talk about that is how that affects FUT. And more specifically, we were talking team of the season because we were just talking about how team of the season's good. Um, and then obviously, team of the players. And if the league does get cancelled, uh, you basically essentially have your team of the season set because the games are over. Um, and then my thought was like, would they release it earlier? Because team of the season's kind of like when everyone kind of comes back to the game, basically, basically where it is. In April-ish time frame, is that when usually yeah, late, late April? Late April early yeah. May. Yeah, so late April it starts, and that's and I feel like most people take like February and March off. Um, normally, normal cycle March specifically, um, and not really play as much unless the promos are very good. But if they release it now, essentially, so like as soon as they get an announcement that it's canceled, if they like hype up the fact that team season's coming out like maybe first week of April, because now we're already looking at we're already halfway through March. I think it would bring a lot of hype to the game. People would be excited to use it. And they might even get more money in this end of it because it's now beginning of April versus beginning of May. So you have a whole extra month of using these players before they're null and void when 21 comes out. So people may be more likely to want to use them and try them out and spend FIFA points. I wouldn't hate that idea, to be honest. The, the problem comes with when team of the season's over, what do you do then mm-hmm. for the promos? Yeah. Like, you, you've got to find a way to fill it because when team of the season is over and you just do nothing, nobody's going to keep playing the game. But the thing that team of the season allows you to do, though, is just release crazy amounts of special cards that are high rated that don't really matter. So, like, think of, I'm thinking back to FIFA 18, uh, was a festival of football after? So yeah, the, oh, that was the When they were releasing, like, every card was just insanely high rated. And that's oh, because that's there's other high rated cards in the game. You can't come up with a promo that has, like, 95 ratings right now because there's there'd be a very small amount of cards that have that. But once Team of the Season is done, there's so many good cards in the game that basically you can just start doing any other card. So I'm trying to think, say, I'm trying to think of all the strikers in the Prem right now that have, like, Team of Seasons or that would be in Team of Season. Like, obviously, you have Vardy, Aubameyang, and um, there's one more. But essentially those three. But like, say Aguero just misses out on Team of the Season because he doesn't have goals. A festival of football Aguero, like 95, like basically giving him a Team of the Season card that he didn't get one is what you could do. You could do the next promo being people that just missed out on Team of the Season, but it's like a different card design or something like that. Because like once Team of the Season comes out, you can just, you can throw in cards and no one really cares. As long what as would be that, would it be, I think it would be what, Ra- isn't Rashford up there with goal scored? Yeah, I think now he is. Is I it? think it would be rash. Yeah, I think he something is. Something like that. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't have the list on top of my head, but... But yeah, I'm, something I'm, like that, I'm, where it's like... Was that go ahead. I don't know. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking... Uh, I was just saying, trying to think of um, anything that has, like, just high-rated cards. You could come out... Promos wouldn't have to be so selective, I think, at that point, where, like, now they have to be tricky on how many, like, high, high, high-rated cards they come out with, because there's... Just not a lot of balance there, but like once team of the season's done, every league has high rated players, so you can come out with whatever you want. This would be an ideal time to do the the spacing out of promos as they've done most of the year, the two week promos, just to to win a little bit of time. You do a two week for birthday promo, you've got two weeks covered there. You could even stretch out team of the season if needs be, and mm-hmm. just think of something there. Like the, a week. The uh, problem uh, I I see with this yeah. is like with the general promos is I don't know how much preparation and planning ahead of time goes into these promos how quickly can they make this stuff up on the fly well not only that but the ea employees have been instructed to work from home for the next x amount of days or weeks so there's not even people really working on things so i think it'll probably be a downtime for fifa but i think it needed it a little bit granted i haven't been really playing as much so I i haven't been into the promos as probably you guys have but from what I was seeing on Twitter is the promo after promo after promo. I think people were getting a little bit fatigued with with the amount of promos that have been put out. So I think it's good to get a little bit of a break. My one concern, though, is for not only the headliner cards that have dipped so much, but the um, the UCL cards have taken a massive, massive hit, obviously. And I'm wondering, like, how do you compensate those who have purchased, like, Dembele, for example, and Barcelona mm-hmm. still in still in uh, Champions League. I don't know if it'll get canceled or not, but people have lost hundreds of thousands of coins already. And I don't know if that's like I don't know what they're gonna do if if they end up 
canceling Champions League, what do they do to those cards? Do they give them an upgrade just to say, hey, like here's compensation, or do they just do you just lose out on everything? Because that's a massive hit. Yeah, that was you know another immediate concern too. If you go ahead for the live cards that are still in the Champions League, you say, look, you're missing out on potential upgrades. We don't know if they would have advanced or got knocked out. But what if they just give you the possibility to grind for the upgrade, to play for the upgrade? They're not going to do that. Just, would, I wish they would, but they won't. I don't think they'll do that. Because it would it's be cool. Take- I don't think they, they'll do it either, but it would be good. I agree. But I don't. it's not, it's not in their capabilities to even put that in the game right now because you can see like the upgradables are all untradeable so i don't think they're going to be able to put out a system to do upgraded cards via objective cards yeah yeah it's not going to happen this year at least so i don't know what they're going to do with that but even myself i i lost a quite a bit on headliners Lewandowski because i when he got the 95 i was like oh you know what i'm going to purchase him at 94 with the anticipation that they're going to win tomorrow um when i say tomorrow i'm taking past tense when i actually bought them yeah so they byron ended up winning he got the 95 and then his price actually ended up dropping by like 150,000 so i ended up eating uh 150,000 loss rather than getting anything uh of a gain on him so there's a bunch of cards now that are just dipping that uh, that are going to hurt a lot of people you know a lot of a lot of our listeners or, or people who have beast teams they don't think about people you know who either invest or don't have unlimited coins essentially and it really does hurt a lot of the casuals or people who play with with not that many coins if they're going to lose hundreds of thousand coins in one one snap it's it it can be very very bad for those types of players uh considering that even high rated golds are so cheap now you're talking about like aguero's what forty thousand coins Mm -hmm. so even opening packs you have to bank on getting a promo car promo card or Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to really make your coins back that's that's kind of the downside of this whole pack system is like as the year progresses opening packs becomes worse and worse uh month after month because the value of regular golds which is in most of the packs ends up just dropping. So I don't know what they, they need to figure out a different system so that people are at least not just constantly having to keep up with coins with the EA tax and this and that and cards dropping. It just sucks. Like pack opening packs has no value anymore. Yeah. Cause I, I was going to say, even with Ronaldo and Messi who are almost impossible to pack anyways, they're only they, 400, they're, 4, four, 500,000. Yeah. I was gonna say that on Xbox too. They're like, I think, I think they're under 400,000 both on Xbox or Ronaldo's like, super close to Messi's dipped um, on Xbox, which is just crazy because that's like the odds of even packing them is insane. Uh, no, Messi's 45 on Xbox. I think so. They both must be under 500 or something like that. But still, like the, the highest rated value golds aren't even worth anymore, which is then maybe be <laughs> why you're saying the burnout of promo after promo. They almost can't take away promos now because they need to have those cards in packs. Because yeah, like, if they don't do a promo and there's, no, and there's only golds in packs, there's no reason to open packs essentially. Ronaldo's but even when you okay, even when you hell? open packs up without with a promo, if you don't pack a card that's in the promo, you're screwed because you're really not going to make anything. So I they have to well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're screwed no matter what if you open packs. But like right. in like a cons- yeah. in like a mindset of a dick pack addiction, if there's no promo at all, you just wouldn't open packs no matter what. Like if there's no promo, you just wouldn't open packs because there's no even even if you pack the best player, there's no chance of getting someone of high value. But if there's promos, you what you likely won't pack that promo player but at least there's a chance you know what i mean mm-hmm. do you want to have a guess how many gold players there are worth more than 100k more than 100k Ooh. uh 15 joey your oh, guess i want to say lower i want to say seven i was gonna i was gonna look this up too so i'm actually excited that you did that. Oh, say close there because it is six in fact we've oh, got okay. kante Van Dyke, oh, Mbappe, yeah. Neymar, Messi, and Ronaldo. Everyone I else. I say 10, not 15, but <laughs> I mean, even then I was still way off. Everyone else is, is cheaper than 100K. The next expensive one would be Kevin De Bruyne at 94. That's actually how I based it because yeah. I remember searching KDB and he was 90. There was one for 90. I was like, well, thinking about it, if he's 90, there's no way there's. Yeah, a bunch regular of- hazard is 90. Right. It's mad, isn't it? It, it was uh, how was it like this last year, guys? No, I don't tell you why. I call what? SBCs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it relegated. Just worth more yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. because it because like Oblak. Well, I think I'm I'm thinking Oblak's a good example. He's 91, 
overall 57k because there's no good SBCs. If there's an icon SBC, 91s are pretty much valuable throughout the whole year because of the high icon SBCs are like what you need a 90 overall team in general. So if if all black holds like 75k for an SBC, that's going to now rise. Uh, you can't have you can't have all black at 75k and then have freaking De Bruyne at 94 because De Bruyne would actually be usable in game plus as an like a SBC card. So it just I will think- rise. Another part to that is just the amount of good promo cards and the amount of meta cards there are that just aren't regular gold. How many of these players do you see in people's teams nowadays? It's literally only the big six that I've just mentioned that you still see in teams. That The rest is filled with special cards, and I think that is uh, part of the reason as well why the gold market is, is so cheap in terms of the, the good players. And then the last thing we were talking about was just before we started the pod, we were talking about player builds and body types and stuff like that, and... We we're talking about how important that is, but with these, um, take De Bruyne for example. He's a big, bigger player. I mean, he's still good on the ball because it's De Bruyne. But you come out with a like a promo card that's maybe an eighty-six rated, but has like a perfectly built body type. Like we we're saying, like you, ideally, you just want Conte as like your body type for all players in every position because of just the ability to move and not be a truck. Where Holland has a, is a truck. I'm thinking like even the the Schalke. Center back. I just for some reason think of him with future stars. He just his future stars is a good example just in general because the cards were so low rated that they were just could never be in a team. But they had like some good things about them, like like Daniel James. Obviously, he's a fast player, small player, agile player, but he's a sixty seven overall or whatever whatever his base card is seventy two overall. I think it is is a silver. Now you have a chance to get like an eighty six overall version of him. That eighty six is going to play better than that eight whatever it is ninety one hazard who's ninety k. So. Why would you like? Why would you go for ninety-one gold hazard when you could get like an eighty-six card that's going to hold? Che- well, bad example because I picked an objective card, but essentially an eighty-six that's going to hold cheaper or hold around the same price. That just because they're high rated and now doesn't mean anything. I had a question for you guys then. How do you make these players like Holland should be one of the best strikers on the game according to his stats? Right, like you look mm-hmm. at the card according, yeah, to, yeah, he should yeah. be one of the best strikers in the game. Yeah. Um, granted he's three star, three star, I get it. So, but how, what do you do so that these players actually perform? Cause like I told you guys before the pod, I used them worst card I've ever used on fun. One of the worst, I should say terrible. And I can't remember if FIFA 19, it was a little bit better for bigger build players. I know obviously heading was an issue last year with the whole crossing and everything, but were players, I don't remember if like someone like Ibra, I think Ibra even still played a little bit better, right? The flashback. Mm-hmm. So he was heavy, but he was usable for, uh, well, for the crossing matter, to be fair. Good finisher as well. Mind finishing was broken last year. But um, I'm saying, like, what if, do they do? If you do? want to, you could try that next week, innit? They've reopened the weekend league. Hmm. Honestly, can we? This is another topic we should probably discuss. All these people coming out now, I think people are scared to say that FIFA 19 plays better than FIFA 20 because of how broken it was. But you take out the spam of La Croquetas, you take out Alternados, and I think the actual game itself felt better than 20, if that makes but sense. But you've still, you've still got the issue of having to tackle at least 10 times to even have a chance of yeah, winning the ball back, finishing inside the box, being completely broken. I think it's just with that, Without the meta park, the bus is an issue as well. Um, in your head, it just the 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 mechanics are different. So it's it park the boss obviously is there, but it's not like this overload ball side one depth drop back all this all this stuff. It's just a different meta that wasn't fun. So that's what I was saying. I so I personally put I was like I looked at my FIFA 19 team. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to play one weekend. Not because I think FIFA 19 is better or more fun to play, but because it's a different meta. I could play one weekend without hating it. If that makes sense, because it'll just feel I, different. I, like it won't be this. It won't. Because right now it's bad because you play 30 games a weekend league and all 30 games feel something similar and the because the meta is the same in this one because you're playing 20 over and over again. But um, at least if you go 19, even if it's 30 straight games, it's at least a different thing you're, than you're used to playing in the past six months. Are you guys going back? Are you playing? No, I'm not going to because I don't have time. But I, I do want to play. I think I might go back and maybe play like one or two. If, but the thing is, they're probably not going to auto-qualify people, are they? I'm assuming they are. There's they no auto qualify. I might play one or two just to feel like what the game feels like. Try to use the players again because I I remember building a sick team right at the end. I don't see I'm them not having that. not not all. You're you're telling me that people are gonna have to play rivals in order to qualify. That's what. I, <laughs> I, well, I saw people posting pictures of them redeeming access. 
I don't know, um, actually. Uh, it, it, I wouldn't put it past them to have people qualify. If you had to qualify, that, that, I mean, that'd be just the silliest thing. I, but, I'm not going to go back and play. Like, If I see one croquetta on FIFA 20, my PTSD kicks <laughs> in. I can't, I, can't, I can't deal with it, man. No chance. If I, if I can see the back post header, then nope. I'm, I'm out of there. Fuck that. The only reason I might not go back is I've actually been enjoying playing 20 and only on like a casual level of not actually playing competitively. Like, uh, Icon Swaps. So, the other part of the podcast, I'm kind of jumping around a lot, but was going to be Icon Swaps 3 just came out. Uh, the set 3, and obviously that's divided some opinions, but that just came out. So and, and with the new season obviously attached to it, for some reason I just like feel like I just want to play and upgrade my team, because it's going to be super easy to upgrade my team to at least a playable level in Rivals and, and Weekend League. Obviously, to get to like the tiers that would be hot, like to actually get like elite and stuff like that, I'd have to just put crazy money in or spend a crazy amount of time. But at least there's some grindable players I can add to a team right now, um, and they go with some objective cards that are there as well. So I've been actually been playing a lot more. Um, and yeah, so with that, I guess with Icon Swap 3, was there anybody... Well, Felix, I know your team's already very good, and you hate squad battles, so I don't know if you're probably going to play at all anyways. <laughs> um, but is there anybody that you guys would be looking at or think that's actually good value for icon swaps? Because take in mind that even though squad battles are boring, it's a very easy way uh, and not super time-consuming way to um, get a prime, a prime icon into your team, essentially. There's a couple of cards that are, that are good. I just don't think uh, they're worth the grind you'd have to go through. Um, Zidane is not bad. He just doesn't really fit any position, and I think mm-hmm. it's way too many tokens for him. Garincha is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just call it too expensive because it's quicker. Garincha, mm-hmm. I think, is too expensive. Carlos Alberto for a right back, like the probably the least influential position on the pitch. And you could have had um, Zanetti 92, which obviously is worse. Yeah, true. But usable and could have had it for He's good. very He's few. Still good, yeah. Very. I like. I like him a lot. Obviously, I had him on the other account that I was on, um, and we got him on the first icon swaps for very easy. Like it wasn't even like max tokens or anything like that. I think probably the best value for time is going to be that 92 Maldini card. Yep. Is that 13 yeah, tokens? If I remember um, it's in the category of 6 to 13. I don't know how many it is, is exactly. Yeah, it is 13. It is 13. But yeah, that's definitely... The other option, the only thing I will say is if you are a gambling man, then obviously you could go for the Prime Icon pack. Because for 9, nine, for nine th- uh, thingies, not too bad, I think. Yeah, because as long as you don't get one of the... Uh, what? Litmanen. Italian strikers. You don't want an Italian striker. And then you don't want, um, yeah, I guess Litmanen or Nakata. Or a goalkeeper. Any, or a goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, especially for my account, too, because I have the flashback Neuer that's never going to get replaced. But um, yeah, so if you are gambling and you, and, or if you have, depends on what stage you're on. If basically, if your team isn't like very top tier, it's just like a road to glory that you really haven't been playing much on, like me, the Prime Icon Pack is like a must because even if it is goalie, too, I can like use Neuer and like an like because if he's better than Neuer, then I'll just use Neuer into like another SBC later on and get a better card out of it because he's a 92 that can be high rated, obviously. Because an icon's gonna oh, link to everyone. Kaka's in there too, right? Um, yeah, Kaka is in there for 15, which isn't bad. bad, but like I feel like if I'm gonna grind for like 13 to 15, I'm gonna get Maldini. Yeah, I think Maldini is good. I think Cannavaro mm-hmm. Moments is actually very good. Yeah, he's big one, dude. Um, I came up against Moments Maldini yesterday. Wow. What a card. I mean, I think he, he beats out Team of the Year Van Dyke, dude. Coming I up played against, against him, card. and I thought he was pretty easy to beat. I, really? I, I talked much more uh, against Van Dyke, yeah. Well, Someone you got the Team of Ronaldo, so. Yeah, I, I mean, that is kind of cheating, to be fair. <laughs> you just have both Moments Maldini and uh, Van Dyke, obviously, if, unless you're a poor pleb. Yeah. <laughs> then you just oh my god if if you have that defense i'm so glad overload ball sack is not a thing anymore i've actually not come up against it once in two weekends now which is beautiful i didn't think the patch would have that much of an effect but mm-hmm. yeah i know I'm, i know you're happy that you're not coming up against it but for me i'm still coming up against such defensive play that it, it's just boring oh man. same yeah same people it. still park the bus just not with overload yeah yeah anymore. it's just it's it's i don't know why people enjoy playing like this i'm not I, it boggles my mind they're literally just defending the whole time i think they've made yeah ma- defending is quote-unquote manual but it's just too easy to defend man it's too easy to defend the jockeying is so damn good uh with anybody you use that it's just too easy to defend i don't know i i, I don't know how they're gonna Make make it a little bit more attacking next year because this is just stupid at this I'm, point. I'm 100 with you. I think that they just need to nerf AI assistance in terms of interceptions and blocks. 
they need to do even less. And uh, the, the auto repositioning as well. Like, if I rush my centre-backs out, my CDM covers for me. Just no, man. Just stop yeah, that. It's I'm just always... enough to rush him out. It is realistic. Like, players do that in real life. But I'm, I should have to do that myself. Not only that, but what, I, what I've noticed is now that everyone's got really high-rated players with all these special cards, the game has gotten to the, even worse to the point where people are making some of the most terrible decisions in passing and they're still going through because everyone's got such high passing stats now with their cards they're using. So what I've noticed is now more and more people are able to just make poor decision after poor decision on attack and still get through. And it's just been really, really silly. It triggers me, man. Every time I cover a passing lane and they make that exact pass. Some people legit have a fetish for making covered passes. I swear, they, they play no other passes other than the ones that are perfectly covered and just not on, and it still works, because the game will just do everything in its power to create an artificial gap to squeeze that pass through. It will correct the angle you pass it at to drag it back or whatever, just so the attacker can reach it. It's stupid, man. So annoying. The uh, attacker oh. always reacts to the pass, but it's not the same with the defender. I don't know why it's like that. Because you can see, like, the pass, the attacker gets magnetized to the pass. Like, it reacts to it. But when you're trying to cut off the passing lane, there's there's not that same, like, force to the ball. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's no, there's nothing that makes it actually intercept the ball unless it happens sometimes, regardless of their interception stat as well. It's just, I saw it more and more this weekend with based on uh, the stat of the players. But yeah, I don't no, want I know exactly to change how it interacts with it in defense, though. I'd rather have it change how the attacker interacts with it and punish bad passing, not reward the defender more because he, he's made a bad pass or something. I don't want to be magnetized to the ball as well with my defender. I just don't want the attacker to be magnetized to the ball and the passing lane to be corrected because otherwise we've we've got even more issues with defending being too easy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the same. I think... One way to look at it, it's obviously it's different kind of gameplay and stuff like that, but is pro clubs um, with that because it's the only reason I say that is because it's very easy to see because you're only controlling one person the whole game. Um, but that magnet, we'll call it magnetization feel, um, is very easy. It's much easier to notice in pro clubs because, like I said, you're only controlling the one player, so you're not player switching. So it, it like, and it, it's 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 just absolutely busted, like offensively and defensively. Just try to play pro clubs essentially. I know it's again not maybe not the same thing, so maybe it's not a great example, but play pro clubs and put a lob through ball towards both and then have a two striker formation it, it won't <laughs> know it literally it cannot figure out which striker should be magnetized to it and it'll put both of them to it and then last second make a decision so like uh, and it's very easy to see because it's like you just when you know you, when you're playing with two people you know they're not both trying to go for the ball at the same time it's not trying to look like a third grade um, how do match you let this out and release is my question man how is this like how do they release it thinking it's okay that's like you've got all these pros who came and tested your game and gave you feedback. How did one of them got? I don't know if they did or not, but how does one of them not tell them, "Hey, this seems broken. Like, why is this I mean, this way?" They did. Like, I'm, I was reading the forums um, during the beta and early access very actively, and literally everyone was shitting on all sorts of things, and nothing happened. Like, passing was one of them. Park the bus was one of them. Nothing got addressed. Did you read... Uh, did you see the, the video? Nelly got bored. Um, oh, it was the... It was, yeah, it we, was, you posted it in the chat, but uh, I saw... Yeah. I, I watched it after Joey had retweeted it. Everyone needs to go watch that video because the, the reason why I liked it is he didn't just straight out just post, like, a stupid video just being, being a moron. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, he had a bunch of evidence of things... And he put it in almost like a documentary format. It and, was very uh, documentary style. It was very informative, yeah. but also I had, it was like, you could, you could see you could see the agenda from the beginning. But like it was still informative, and, and, and it went through the process of explaining it before kind of giving his side of it in a way. Like he, was, obviously, he would show like, the clips and then talk over. Yeah, like, he is opinionated, hundred percent. But he backs yes. it up with his his experiences with other people's thoughts and opinions, and it's not just a. Uh, a flat out bashing of EA or something. I think it's actually a very, very good video. Yeah, I like the way he let the clips, clips and examples run before talking over them. Almost like so. Some of the videos with uh, the pros, like uh, getting kicked out of terms and stuff like that, it would show the video, and then he would talk about it and say like what happened with it. Um, and, and, and there's a, there's a good bit so, of humor so in there. So well. if you wanted to, you could skip the part where he talks and just kind of formulate your own opinion on it as well. Yeah. 
there's a good bit of, of funny stuff in there as well. A bit of yeah. humor and all that stuff. I think it's supposed to be a funny video in, in the first place. Kind of that the balance, striking the balance between just taking the piss and having a laugh and actually informing people of what's going on. And I think he's he's done an excellent job at achieving that. Do rec- do recommend this video. Like, mm-hmm. go yeah, I definitely it. do. It's really good. The, the only, I, I just want to say, because I think it's the only downside I saw was kind of the anti-game changer idea. And that I, I can see where the frustration with the community is because nothing, the issue is that when they signed up to be game changers, they thought they were actually doing, they were actually going to be doing good. And this was like a positive coming out. And it's something he talked about. EA is very good at coming out with these ideas because they're a very smart company at the end of the day. Like regardless of how many mistakes they made, they're a smart company. Uh, they came, They know when they need to come up with a revolutionary idea that sounds really good. And then you get the tweets from even us. Like we're, I mean, we're, we, we try to say on the show, like we're positive when we can be. Um, so like the game changer idea was, it, it was like a, basically them connecting with the community and just making content creators who have these comment sections and have these discussions on Twitter. And so they're that basically a direct connection to the community to EA. And that's what EA basically showed the game changer program as. And obviously it's become pretty clear. It's not that, but I think in the video, he kind of attacks the game changers at a lot of times when there maybe are a few, obviously that don't really care about the game. But I think for the large majority, and they've actually passed on um, a lot of advice. I know I follow a lot of the smaller game changers on Twitter, the ones that can probably say more, and maybe it doesn't blow up so they don't get kicked out of the program, essentially. Um, and even they said, like, they po- there is, it's a Discord chat, and there's forums on there, and they talk in there, and they post what issues are there, and it kind of gets overlooked a lot of times. And I know... Yeah, that's what I heard as well. I know, I, forget, I wish I said, I think I said it last or two weeks on the podcast. It was a career mode game changer. He was a smaller account, but basically was told like he was in the game changer program, and then was like invited to the Discord, I think, but like was never invited to any of the events, and none of his like none of his criticism or like anything like that was ever taken seriously. So it's like I, I think he did a good job with the video, but I think he was attacking certain game changers because I think that's the more popular thing to do. And I know a lot of people will register, which is one of the reasons why Kurt was blown up at the time was because he was attacking big content creators, and that resonates with the community really well because they're jealous of those content creators. So I think he just kind of focused on that a little bit during that section, but that's about the only negative I really actually had with it. So I think in a 45 minute long video, that's actually pretty good. And I do think it's a very good video overall. So, but that was my only downside. Speaking hey, of mistakes, you... by the way, they've made a mistake with the icon swaps as well. That we were just talking about. They oh yeah. The Schmeichel one. Yeah. Yeah. He was in another icon swaps and they've put him in again and then went out and say, Oh, actually Michael shouldn't be there. We're just going to take him out. No replacement. Uh, unlucky guys. Mm-hmm. This is what about last week. There's no communication between their departments. It was clear when I got hacked that there's no communication between departments. It just made it made sense to me why all these mistakes and errors happen. And funny enough, and ironically enough, after that pod, a few days later, we were talking about how they're monopolizing the market by getting all the licensing. Uh, 2K now has the right to bid on licensing, I believe, and, and they'll be back with NFL games, so American football games. Yeah, which is basically it's, it's certain long length of contracts on licensing. Yeah. Um, you can only do it. That's I think that's to stop monopolization. Is that every certain amount of years they have to the contract? Right. The contract can only be, can't be lifetime contract essentially. So, um, but it was actually the I- next day from when we posted the podcast talking about NFL 2K5 was 2k releasing that they were going to be in works the only thing is that uh the only thing i don't know if you read the show i was reading a bunch of articles on it because i was super excited the only downside is it sounds like the way the licensing works it's not going to be an official game so it's not going to be it's not going to be like i don't know what that means so from what i was getting from what i was reading articles and people kind of speculated on based on the wording was it's not going to be like a Madden game or like a FIFA game where it's like career mode and stuff like that. It's going to be more like an NFL Blitz or an NFL Street to where it's like not exact. So like non-simulation would be like you're playing on at Gillette Stadium and you're the Patriots versus the, we'll say the Giants. It's going to be like the Patriots versus the Giants, not in like an NFL stadium, essentially. It'll be like a non-actual real life game. Or if it's an NFL stadium, it'll be like super speed or super strength and stuff like that, like an NFL blitz. I see. We'll so see. I don't, I do, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but that's just what people were gathering from the way they worded their announcement. Because that would really stink if like, because I'm just thinking for FIFA terms, obviously in the podcast, is right. what this could mean is that Pevs could get some licensing or 2K could maybe jump into the soccer or football field. Um, but if if they can't even get the licensing to make like a real game. Like uh, basically what I'm thinking is they could basically make Volta 
but it'd just be a Volta game. Like there would be no real life game on it. So I wouldn't ever compete truly with FIFA. That's my nerves. My worry is like the game's only getting just kind of going off of Nelly's video. The game year after year has been getting worse since FIFA 17. They haven't from what I can see replaced any of the head game devs. Like how do you, how do you dude? If I went to my job every day, right. And year after year I'm producing uh see that's the thing it's like from a money standpoint he's they're they're making more money so how can you fire the guy that's putting out putting out a game that's getting less rated so nelly showed like fifa 17 got 3.8 fifa 18 got like 3 point something and then fifa 19 20 were in the ones right like fifa 19 was (laughs) 1.8 and 20 was one point something like out of five so how in the world does the head dev keep his job after getting that type of review on a on a game and then it just comes back to me it's probably because the amount of money they make like how do you who cares what the rating is if you're making more money than the previous year probably yeah i mean you can't you can't even blame them there it's it's sad for us but from yeah we've said said that over over again from a business standpoint still they're doing fine which is the real issue that they have yet to see any consequences of their actions easy man so, like, if they don't see consequences, what's the point of them fixing it, essentially, right? The only the only time they'll fix it is if they see people moving to Pez or moving to another game or actually spending less money. But even if you want to spend less money, the only way to get a team that level, if you don't have the time, unless you, like, are a content creator that can spend, literally, that's your job is to spend time on the game, and you have that time eight hours a day, nine hours a day, the only way to get a good team is to put money on it. So people, even though people want to be, like, it's 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 a mix of everything. They want to like be strong and not spend FIFA points, but they only have a certain amount of time on the game, so they can't trade or they can't play a shit ton of games to get the coins. Like if you were to play every single weekend league for and it'd get good rewards every single weekend, uh, you just don't have that kind of time. Not everyone does, so they have to put FIFA points on, even though they don't want to. They have to, and the only reason they have to is because they want to play a football simulation game, and that they're the only real ones on the market, essentially. So it's it's a just never ending on that in that standpoint until we get a competitor or until people just give up and say like you know what I want a f- uh, football simulation but it's not worth my time and guys, it's just happening. But do you guys think there's any other publisher out there that's looking and saying you know what maybe we can go into this field and try to give them a run for their money or do you think they're like eh we're kind of doing well as is so what's the point of even going after it like do you think there's any anyone there that could possibly come into the market other than pez my thought is 2k it's a it's the only issue is they've they because i'm trying to think because it has to be a company that makes sports games currently like i don't think i don't think you could have um who am i trying to think of we'll say epic games or whatever come in because it's Fortnite and how popular i don't think you can see epic games come in and make a make a sports game i think that's just too much of a change of pace essentially um and i don't think it would work out well so i think 2k is prime especially with nba live kind of halting they now don't have. I mean, it's there. There could easily become EA though, depending on how what kind of developer they are. Because right now they have the stranglehold on the NBA market. They theoretically could make a trash game next year, and everyone's gonna buy NBA. You know what I mean? And that's when this is what ha- that's exactly what happened with FIFA. Once Pez dropped off, because I know people like Pez like early two thousands. Once that dropped off, FIFA was able to make shitty games and still be number one. So they could theoretically do this now the other way, but to EA. So now 2K is now dominating, so they can make a shitty game, and they could put more resources to maybe making a uh, football simulator. So maybe that. 2K is really the only one I can think of right now. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but. I mean, I'm just thinking about it like that. There's got to be some publisher out there that's saying, you know what, that's a good chunk of the market that we can take if we do better. But mm-hmm. other than 2K, you're right. There's really no one else. Like poise. I'm trying to think of just big developers that have maybe a sports background um who may no because i'm thinking because obviously 2k made 2k baseball they stopped doing that but um i'm trying to think if there's another developer from back in the day that maybe made it made a baseball game or like a ea doesn't even have a baseball game do they it's the show the show's not ea is it Sure. Who who does make that? It's not 2K either, right? No, I don't think it is. I'm trying. That's what my thought was. Whoever makes the show um, could be maybe the ones that make make a game. I'm just gonna look it up because I don't know off the top of my head. It's made by Sae San Diego Sony. Sony. Oh, that's Sony. Okay. That that would make sense because they're obviously only on PlayStation. Right. So maybe Sony could come up with something, but again, would Sony do that? Because 
I doubt. Yeah, I doubt because I mean they they've got just MLB. So and they would want to muddy the waters with EA as a company, anyways, too. Because the thing is, EA is so big; they're like one of the biggest video gaming companies. The only thing I can think of, the only one other company that's like massive and could do well, they just haven't maybe been in the field. Is Activision, but slash Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. I was gonna say Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're one company, but they're they're kind of like one of the biggest companies. So. So I'm looking up here. Uh, there was a game back in 2002, UEFA mm-hmm. Champions League season. It was made by Take Two Two K. Oh wow! Never so knew that. Has done it in the has been in the football field. Been in it, yeah. So bad. This was February one, 2002. So this is a while ago. But they had a football game back then. So I wonder. Obviously, they're not going to have UEFA licensing because. EA ended up getting that, but I wonder if they're ever going to make a comeback there. Because I mean, obviously they've got WWE, which they focus on, mm-hmm. um, NBA. Yep. They don't do NHL anymore, right? They stopped after two K fourteen. Yeah, they stopped. They stopped baseball too, like around fifteen. And they used to make. Have you guys ever played Topspin, the tennis game? Yeah. That game was nope. the shit. I love that game. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's I guess. That's what I'm. Yeah, they make I played they, Super they make Mario the Tennis. Game. If that counts as a tennis game, <laughs> that's also a good game. Yeah, it's really just NBA and then Borderlands. Oh, Borderlands, okay. And WWE, those are kind of like their biggest ones. All right. Well, I guess I don't know what's going to happen in the near future, but hopefully, yeah, I think I think it, it is going to take a competitor. Pez, maybe, maybe this. Even though it was like a little spark of Pez, it's kind of died down now already. And from what I've seen, at least I haven't seen people talking about it. I don't know what the streams are getting. I haven't been really on Twitch um, to be paying attention to that. But even if it has died down a little bit, maybe they could use this little momentum, maybe start working with Kurt, maybe. Like, how how good would it be if Konami started working directly with Kurt? Like, I think, I think that would be, I that think would be what they need to do. Get Kurt, maybe run the foot market. The, one who, the people who've been playing it, essentially. And work directly with them Imagine to, like, it. say, what do we need? What We have this money, like, where should, like, how should we allocate it to make this game the best it can be, essentially? Is it licensing? Because it's really, I don't think licensing is the issue now because what people want, people don't want a career mode. People aren't going to Pez to be like, I need a better version of this game. It's, it's FUT. It's essentially, it's FUT players that are looking to get out. Um, so the licensing is really not that big of a deal. As long as you can make their, whatever it is, my team, a way. Like, also, uh, I want to reiterate with Pez for all the people who are saying it was better. You guys know you can hold down A to defend, like, yes. like it's defending. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. How can people sit there and say it's better when you can just hold A to defend? And they're like, oh, I, I was getting tweets out like after I, I said I was playing Weekend League. They, they were posting me uh, screenshots of Pez. I'm like, dude, you guys are such hypocrites because when that defending style was on FIFA, everyone was trashing that you could just hold A and defend. But Pez is the same thing. You can just hold A and defend. You don't even have to move your player. You just hold A. It's silly. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying is like, if they would work directly and say like, okay, we only have this much money, but we need to allocate. Because right now, I don't think I, the only thing with Konami is I don't think they're they really know how to make like a really good one either. I don't like. So I I don't know. I could see that them working with content creators directly is probably the next step on the only way they can grow. And like I said, if they don't, they can save the money on the uh, licensing really, as long as they can have the licensing to the players and have like, because like they have players in the game. Even though they don't, they don't have. Well, they have Bayern Munich, so that's a bad example. But they, you can get Royce. But you, even though they don't have the Bundesliga, they only have Bayern. So it's like you. Can, it's not like only Bayern players you can get. Now, what come maybe comes into play is uh, promos and stuff like that. I don't know how promos work on Pez because I know like you got special packs, but it's only Barcelona and Bayern players because the only ones they have rights for and the way chemistry works and stuff like that. But I think licensing they could save a lot of money there and maybe build a just a only focus on ultimate team essentially come out next year with a Pez only ultimate team. Be interesting. Put put more resources towards it instead of because like right now they have a they have a career mode and people like the career mode, but there's no licensing, so it's really it's pretty boring. But I, mean, I, I don't know. know. Felix, <laughs> Felix plays weekend league every weekend, all thirty games, and so he must still like FIFA. I mean, there's no way he's playing it, right, Felix? Like you, you still play every single weekend league unless. Like, what do you think about FIFA 20? Because someone who plays it every weekend, I would assume, enjoys it. It's got his issues. It's got a lot of issues. But I love football, so I want to play a football game. And um, Pez is just too slow for my liking. 
bad, man. I don't know how people it's, thought it was. I, I, it's so bad. I played three, four games, and I, I uninstalled immediately, which I was saying last weekend, but um, it was it was so, it's so bad. Generally, yes, I like this game, but I also hate this game, if that makes sense, because there's just so much randomness and broken things. I, I, I think my love for football drives uh, drives me in FIFA and also the fact that I just enjoy competing and it has to be get, a love trying to get better. The only reason I'll say for you is, is people don't know, like more to understand like you and like why you play. You don't play like other games. I know you obviously got the Switch. We've been talking about kind of each weekend. That's kind of been yeah, like, your, that. your break. Awesome. But like outside of that, like on your Xbox, on your console, you don't play any of the games. I know you play. We played Fortnite back in a little bit, yeah. and you kind of enjoyed it but is, for the fun. Like you were never good at it. Like you were never like trying to win. Like you know what I mean? Like no, no, just no I just fun. played it for the fun. Like FIFA's so, the only not, you're not a big other game. gamer. Like I don't know about Joey, but I know. Well, I know Joey. You when well, you were hacked, you were playing. You're getting some other games. Um, and enjoying that, and I, for me personally, I've been loving Apex like a ton, which, I, funny enough, has EA in it. Some partially, they're not the main developer; it's Respawn, but EA is part of it, which is funny. I, I, I seem seemingly can't get away from EA, um, but I've also been loving Call of Duty as well, the new battle royale that just came out. So for me, I even though I have a love of football, and specifically out of all sports, that'd be my favorite one, and. I love video games. I don't necessarily. I love video games so much that I can play video games that aren't football video games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get you. Like, I lo- I love Fortnite. The th- the thing with it is, other games for me are more appealing in multi multiplayer modes, like Fortnite with with squads, um, Mario Kart with other people in the same race that you you talk to on Discord. And that is the main fun for me. I, I can play Mario Kart single player. I can play I can play Fortnite single player, but I lose interest after like an hour or two and mm-hmm. just want to do something else. And, and FIFA, I could just go into another game and try and win that and score some goals and all that stuff. And there, there's just more to do for me and uh, the things I enjoy, I enjoy doing. And yeah, also- no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's what I say is FIFA has that nice thing of it's a, it's got, it's a game that is online, but enjoy, like you play by yourself in a weird way. So like, Obviously, there's ob- a bunch of single player games. I actually personally do like single player games with stories, and it's not even online. Like I can go against CPU all my like that's how I grew up playing. I didn't grow up playing online games, um, so I can go against CPU and spend a lot of time. I'm I'm literally about to finish Icon Squad Battles, anyways, as we speak. But I can so I can easily play offline games. But FIFA sports games in general are kind of monopolizing the market of playing solo, but online at the same time. If that makes any sense, like. The battle rail phase is nice, but it's it's fun because you're playing with other people. Like I don't, I can't even as much as I love video games. I can't play Apex, uh, Call of Duty, or Fortnite solo squads. Like I have to play by my like. The only people I really play solo squads are people that um, are content creators that are streaming. So like they're they're really not playing by themselves because they have a stream as well. Um, so I, I can see where you come from that side. Like you, there are what your space is saying is there's not another game that you can play by yourself for a long period of time outside of FIFA. So if basically you don't have friends online, you're not going to go play Fortnite or anything like that. Yeah. Also, my my real life friends aren't really gamers. Like, not in that, that sense. Like, yeah. they, they play a couple of games now and then, but they're they're like very very casual. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a grinder, if that makes sense. Well, mm-hmm. that sounds that sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, we got more we know, it was a double meaning. Yeah, I'm 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 not on grinder. Um, <laughs> just just to make that clear. Sure. But yeah, no, I don't know what you go in your video game past. Obviously, Joey, you're an old man, so you've probably been playing video games by yourself for a long period of time. I'm not that old. He's busy babying. Oh man, don't 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 talk to me about babying. My wife's gone nuts. She thinks the world's coming to an, coming to an end. I just spent like four hundred bucks at Target. Four hundred bucks. My parents yes. do the same thing, and they live. No it's lie. Just my, it's literally just my parents, and they're like, "Oh, we're not really freaking out too much." Yeah. I was like, like, and then like, "Oh, we were at Shaw's yesterday, and we spent three hundred dollars." Like, what? You're two people. You don't need three hundred dollars. No, sh- no. You're telling me. I'm like, why am I buying four boxes of diapers? Like, the world's not coming to an end. I got so upset, man. I got so upset. Like, this is ridiculous. What are we doing here? I think I think people have taken it a little bit too far with the whole uh and whatever like I don't want to say the wrong thing but I think people have been taking it overboard with this mm-hmm. whole coronavirus thing. Obviously it's a serious thing but it's to the point where I mean 
really like selling out of toilet paper at, at every single place around you selling out of hand sanitizer i get people need but i mean you go why would any... i why would i stock up on toilet paper when the shower is saying. literally half a meter next to the toilet i could I just sit in there like, and... you literally just take a shower right after and you'd be fine but i guess maybe people are thinking of but people just i think it's any emergency that you think of as the apocalypse probably because like obviously said, in an apocalypse situation, uh, their water wouldn't run. I, I kind of get it on food, right? Because if I had to stay at home for two weeks because I'm in quarantine or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. I would want to eat something in the meantime. And if I'm not allowed to go outside, I better have that stuff at home. Otherwise, it's going to be a order bit, it? like, well, I live in a pretty rural area, so there's not a lot of delivery service and all that stuff. And then again, they'd have to put it on the door like on on the stairs or whatever and then mm. just fuck off and, and and theoretically in this situation if it's a quarant- if it's a true full quarantine you're not going to have delivery drivers going around yeah that as well but yeah no i know what you're saying so, yeah fucking up with food makes sense a little bit but um nothing's been announced yet or anything like that or... You, you got my wife's like oh get mucinex oh get dayquil oh get nyquil oh get tylenol i'm like dude what are you telling me and i'm sitting here <laughs> listening like why am i listening is the question like i'm getting all these different types of medications it's like if you get it you get it you know dayquil or nyquil is not gonna like save you you just mm-hmm. get it you you know you go through the symptoms then you're immune like that's that's how yeah, for, for, for people in our age group is probably not that dangerous to ourselves uh, things right. people should be more worried well, about. well our, joey's age group maybe yeah exactly. I mean, he, he's well, you know i gotta be careful but, well but then uh, even though i'm healthier out, than then why worry you, you're gonna die you know, anyway i'm healthier than both you clowns on this pod since <laughs> you know, i actually I bullshit. take care of myself but Unlike these two clowns here who think I'm old and about to just be done with. That's what I'd say if I was old and done with. <laughs> uh, I can't wait till you're 30 and just can't walk anymore. I mean, I'm closer to being 30 than I am to being 20. I will say this. I will say this. Recovering from like playing basketball and stuff is not the same anymore. Like I walk like an old man when I wake up. I'm like, my wife makes fun of me because everything's like clicking, cracking, snapping. I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad. I'm tiptoeing yeah, but around. You say you're healthier than me. I I have a football game. I'm I've got like a bit of muscle ache or whatever in my legs and and that's. But I I can still walk normally without any worrying sounds. Yeah, but I've been playing basketball for 22 years, multiple times a week, every single week. I haven't had a massive injury. Knock on wood. That's really put me out. So it's taken a toll on my knees. Especially because I'm not like a premier elite athlete, so uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the sarcasm in that. <laughs> no, I, I, Joey, I'm I'm getting old too. I know I'm younger than Felix, but I'm still getting old. I we've been playing American football a lot recently, and I used so I used to be a baseball pitcher. And I used to be able to throw like a hundred pitches and just like put a little bit of ice in my arm and throw another hundred the next day. And now I literally we we do like an hour and a half long practice, and I'm throw, I'm a quarterback, so I'm throwing the football the whole time. My arm, I can't even lift up the next day. Because it hurts so bad. <laughs> Looking for the Advil? <laughs> Basically, I'm like wrapping it up on ice, Advil, everything. But also, it probably helps. I, pro- I assume after playing baseball for whatever it is, 18 years straight and pitching every single day, I probably just need to get Tommy John surgery is really the big issue. But yeah, you, I'm getting, we're, we're all getting old. Let's just see. Honestly, if the coronavirus wants to kill me right now, I'll take it. I don't really care. Well, I, I didn't plan on dying that early, but. I'll tell you, who really cares? <laughs> wow, sir. Wow. Not you, wow. I meant me. Are we done here? The coronavirus has gotten us tired and and ready to ready to finish up. But yeah, no, I, I I think the biggest thing from this now is just what does what does EA do with the virus and no well, live the, the biggest updates. thing for FIFA, not like this is not the biggest thing about coronavirus. <laughs> be a little bit entitled. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty funny. This is the whole like. Of course, it's this is our this is our life. Is FIFA? Who cares about people dying? We need our FIFA. We need promos. What are you talking about, Felix? Did you not become a father? And the I'm first thing you say when the virus breaks out is, "Who cares about people dying? I just want to play FIFA." I need FIFA. The wife and kid can go. I need my FIFA. Who cares? That's how I imagine having a kid. Literally, just constant. Please kill me. <laughs> Oh, dude, the, the the waking up is brutal. I mean, it's brutal. Like I thought. What do you mean were- the waking up? To be to wake up, you need to be asleep first. 
That's not a thing, is it? No, it is. So basically what happens is this. I'll give you guys the breakdown. So you go to sleep at around midnight because you're just, you know, you can't go to sleep until then because the baby's up uh, sleeping and waking up. And then you get two hours in, they'll wake up and then you're just on and off for the rest of the day and or for the rest of the night until about six, seven in the morning. And then you have to get ready for work. So I was checking my app that tells you like average sleep and it was around two hours and something minutes, like two hours and 45 minutes a night. So I've literally been chugging down caffeine like I never have before this past four weeks. It's it's tough, man. It's tiring. I don't know how our parents did it. God bless them. I, I, I was going to say, how are you even alive? It's tough, two man. Two hours I'm, a night. Fucking hell. Like I said, for me, it's really been the recovery, like from working out or and not sleeping. That's really the biggest thing is like my body's just constantly sore from not recovering. So luckily, I, this is kind of... You know, with the whole virus thing going on, they closed our gym. So maybe it's a, it's kind of a blessing in disguise for me because I'm actually going to stay away and just rest for a few weeks because they're not going to mm. be opening the gym again for at least two weeks. No basketball, which is the first time I've taken a break in God knows how long. Last time I went to Greece, which was yeah, like they've cancelled our football season as well. Um, well, cancelled, suspended is the right word, suspended, which sucks because I like playing. Yeah, ours is going to get cancelled most likely. Because uh, it's our playoffs were in April, and by then it's going to be done. So ours is canceled. Pretty sad, but what can you do, man? But yeah, hopefully, FIFA. hopefully. Uh, the one thing about we said earlier that EA employees have to work from home. Luckily, it is a freaking like internet company essentially. So hopefully, they can do like they can log on to like their back system and stuff like that, and and actually add stuff to the game and still maybe do utilize Skype in. Microsoft Teams to do meetings and all this stuff. I'm I mean, not they, even... they already make mistakes with content anyways. They might as well push out bad content with mistakes <laughs> yeah. in it. Like, it's still going to have, like, even if they come out with regular content, it's still going to have mistakes in it, essentially. So even if they come out with a rush content, it can still have mistakes. We'll be fine. As long as you give, give us content. I was thinking more so FIFA 21. How does it affect that? Because is it, are they going to push back the release? Because if they have one month of not working on it, what are they going to do? See, I, the thing is, is it truly one month of not working on it or one month working on it from home? So would it be pushed back maybe a little bit versus what, a whole month back? How can you work on it from home? Isn't that a collaborative? You know I'm thinking saying? like more of the coding and stuff like that. Obviously, the issue with the, one of the major issues is that obviously they do a lot of like traveling and scanning of players and all this stuff and, and all that stuff. If that's going on now, that's going to have to stop. I'm saying I'm scanning Mugani uh, right now, but a few months or even maybe that's what it needs dude maybe they need not to rush the release and like actually push out something a little bit more finalized you never know what can happen that could actually benefit them the coronavirus safety for 21 yes <laughs> it's kids <laughs> imagine <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh let's this is getting ridiculous what do we say? okay but thank you guys for listening please subscribe <laughs> on the podcast platform that you listen to and we will see you next time See ya. Yeah.